0: Spooky friends and welcome back, or if you're new here, welcome to After the Ever, your podcast dedicated to all things paranormal and macabre, hosted by yours truly, me, the Pumpkin Queen. I have to say, I am loving all the Halloween decor ads that are coming through my email right now. And did you all see the 12-foot skeleton has returned to Home Depot, Oh. My God, I can say with confidence I have started pulling out some decorations, not going to lie. I am super excited to be recording this next episode with the passing of my oldest dog this month and just being super depressed. I have not had the will to record and just when I started to feel better, wouldn't you know it? good old COVID Karen decided to visit my home and my family. So the vibe has been a little off in my home the last month, but fast forward to today, current status, other than the fact that I still cannot smell or taste anything, I think we are all feeling much better and way ready to get back to what we call our norm. Another quick thing I wanted to say is I have found another podcast that I am just in love with. I am sure you all have heard of it, so do not come for me. I can't help it that I live under a rock. So I've been listening to Morbid with Ash and Elena, and oh my God, my life has been changed. I am currently binging them pretty much the only podcast I'm listening to right now. I love it. So if you haven't checked out Morbid which I'm sure you all already have. And I, like I said, have just been a hobbit. Go check them out. Okay. Now that all my spooky friends have had my life update, I'm here to bring you all another episode. So let's dive right in because you know, I'm trying to keep my intros short so we can get to the good stuff. Trigger warning, episode disclaimer, please note this episode comes with a content warning as suicide and death are heavily talked about. Okay, my spooky friends, grab some coffee or tea, light a candle if you have one, or just sit back and enjoy episode eight, the Aokigahara Forest in Japan. As you can probably tell, I have a really hard time pronouncing that, so I don't wanna offend anyone. What I'm gonna do is I am gonna be just referencing the forest as the Sea of Trees Forest, also known as the Suicide Forest. So don't come for me on that either. The Suicide Forest in Japan is without question one of the scariest places in the world. People often find clothing or even body parts while traversing through the forest sea of trees. Every year in Japan, suicide is a leading cause of death for Japanese men ages 20 to 44 and for women and girls ages 15 to 34. This is just heartbreaking. As a mother and wife myself, I could not imagine how just sad these families and friends of these victims are. Just so sad. Given its proximity to Mount Fuji, the suicide forest is considered by most Japanese religions to be a very spiritual place, but not necessarily the good vibes, healing, spiritual that you might be thinking, but more of a darker spiritual energy, the kind that feeds on fears and sadness. Buddhist monks have set up altars in the forest to try to combat what they say are evil spirits haunting the forest and drawing people there to take their own lives. Travelers and villagers say if you have sadness in your heart to not travel into the forest because the dark entities in the forest grow stronger from the energy that comes from that sadness in your heart and once the forest has a hold of you you now belong to the forest how sad every time I visit Colorado even though obviously it is not Japan but I'm in the forest or in the mountains I feel so peaceful so to be out in the environment like that in a beautiful area and to have so much sadness is really disheartening one Buddhist monk was visiting the forest to set up an altar when he told the New Zealand Herald the spirits are calling the people here to kill themselves the spirits of the people who committed suicide before so like I said the spirits of the people who have committed this act are tempting others to join them in the darkness in the sea of trees Now, the volunteers who patrol the forest each month report back finding about 100 bodies annually. That is just insane. Like, there's no words. 100 bodies annually. Oh, my God. And those people who patrol on a daily basis have actually succeeded in saving at least twice as many lives as they find bodies. So since the forest's dark history presented itself, more and more volunteers are actually joining the quest to save as many lives as they can. On any given day during the daylight hours, there could be multiple volunteers patrolling the forest in hopes of saving more than not. I couldn't imagine signing up for that. I mean, I can because I'm that person and I would totally do that. But just to see the things that those volunteers or rescuers have seen. And it's such a hard subject to talk about. Everybody deals with mental health. And I just feel like awareness needs to be brought to the forefront all the time. Not just Mental Health Awareness Month, but as much as we can. I mean, I think we've all struggled with depression and having those days or months or even crap years where we feel like we're just over it. But people should always know that they're important. All right, let's get back to this. Now the volunteers don't always find all the bodies. The forest is approximately 12 square miles. And you don't have to go too far off the trail to become disoriented or lost. The forest is very dense, so it's really easy to get lost in. Surrounded by mile-high ancient trees and a forest floor that is just covered in dense foliage and moss. It is said that even a compass or GPS will often not work, under the forest canopy but this is also believed to be due to the high iron deposits in the soil that's kind of interesting so this is why rescuers and volunteers suicide cleanup teams public safety officials they all use tape or ribbon or some sort of rope or string to mark their paths they'll just tie it to a tree move on down the path and tie it to the next tree so they can find their way back. But there are stories of people having their tape cut, almost deliberately, leaving them lost in the woods. Could it have been one of those demons who are believed to lead those travelers astray? I'll let you come to your own conclusions on that one. But the stories of the suicide forest is not the only reason that that forest you probably don't want to visit. Like I said, located at the base of Mount Fuji, the Sea of Trees also plays a role in Japanese mythology, and it's considered to be one of the most haunted places in all of Japan. With believers reporting a very high number of yurei, which are ghosts or demons who suffered a violent and unnatural death. Yeah, you're not going to catch me doing an investigation in this forest. Truly, this is just so sad and terrifying at the same time. If you've listened to my first podcast on the Sally House, y'all know that I love a good research and on-site investigation But something like this, I just couldn't do it. I would love to go to Japan. The Wolfman and I have some people that we know in Japan, so maybe we'll visit one day. But this is definitely not a place that I would visit. It's just got a really hard, sad story behind it. Kind of reminds me of that. Um, Certain YouTuber who learned this the hard way, sometimes you have to read the room before you go on an investigation. People often report hearing blood-curdling and unnatural screams while wandering in this forest. Yeah, no. No, thanks. Forest, darkness, screaming. And these screams are said to be made by those ghosts and demons that we were just talking about. Even a writer for the Japan Times told of an incident where he heard a terrifying scream in the forest and he went off searching for the source of the noise. He then came across the dead body of a man at the base of a tree. A quick examination revealed that the corpse had been dead for some time, and the screams could not have been coming from him. But maybe it was his spirit. I could only imagine what is going through the mind of that writer for the Japanese Times when he heard the screams, only to find a body instead. If I was ever not a skeptic, which I am not, I totally believe, in ghosts, spirits, paranormal, and the beyond, if I had an experience like this, this would definitely change my mind. Terrifying. Another hallmark of this forest is that there has been supposedly sightings, with visitors sometimes claiming they see white figures drifting in between the trees. When the sci-fi paranormal investigation show Destination Truth investigated the forest, they may have caught one of these apparitions on camera. Was it a Yuri? Shadow figures? Spirits from beyond? Or just the mind playing into your fears? Now, I know I said earlier about doing investigations and reading the room. I should have explained that a little bit further in detail. What I mean is in the way you portray the investigation and not showing certain things that would be harmful to families and victims if you were to possibly come across something. Now, in Destination Truth, this is Season 2, Episode 11, They investigate all the ghost sightings in the forest, and they have said it's the site of nearly 1,000 reported suicides. And that was back in 2008. So I couldn't get an actual number. that was up to date of how many suicides, but I know it's astronomical, way too many. Because at one point, Japan had one of the highest suicide rates in the world, they have come up with a few things that they are trying to implement to help these unfortunate events from happening. Now, I was reading an old, old article on mentalfloss.com. This article was January eighth, two 2016. It looks like... Japan's government enacted a plan of action that aimed to reduce such high suicide rates by 20%. Part of those measures included posting security cameras at the entrance of the suicide forest and increasing the security patrols. Suicide counselors and police have also posted signs on various paths throughout the forest that offer messages like Think carefully about your children, your family, and your life. Your life is a precious gift from your parents. Wow, if that doesn't hit you in the feels, then you have no soul. Another thing that this article mentioned is that this forest is just naturally eerie. Bad reputation aside, this is no place for a leisurely stroll. The forest trees organically twist and turn, their roots winding across the forest floor. Because of its location at the base of the mountain, the ground is uneven, rocky, and perforated with hundreds of caves. But more jarring than the tricky terrain is the feeling of isolation created from the stillness. The trees are so tightly packed, the winds cannot whip through them, and the wildlife is just very sparse. One visitor described the silence as a chasm of emptiness. She added, I cannot emphasize enough the absence of sound. My breath sounded like a roar. Locals say bringing a tent into the forest suggests doubt. Now, camping is allowed in the area, but visitors who bring a tent with them are believed to be undecided on their suicide attempt. Some will camp for days, debating their fate. People on prevention patrol will gently speak with such campers, trying to get them to leave the forest with their lives. During my research, I found out that the internet is just littered with disturbing images from the suicide forest, from abandoned personal effects to clothing, shoes, toys that are just spread all over the forest floor. So if you visit the forest, I just ask one thing, please do not share disturbing pictures or images. Just so we can show respect for the lives lost and the victims' families. Well, my spooky friends, that is all she wrote for today's episode. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. I know this was a really heavy topic for this episode. And due to the nature of this episode, I would like to remind everyone if you or someone you know are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 911 or call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. Thank you all again so much for listening to today's podcast. If you want to help support the show, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at AfterTheEver. I just hit over 300 followers, so thank you all so much. Please share with your friends. Also, don't forget to swing by the show's website, aftertheever.com, to find that contact me page. On that page, you can send me your stories or even request for a story. Thanks again to my spooky production team. Please check out the show notes below to find out all their personal links. Look out for episode nine. So until next time, stay spooky. And to the wolf man, I love you.